May our hearts be aware of Jesus both in his humanity and his divinity as we read about his birth. Our reading in God's word comes to us from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. You can find it in your pew Bibles on page 1,497. 1,497. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard, heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehems, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be shepherd of my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the sky, they had seen in the east, went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child and his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. <laughs> We are here to celebrate the birth of a child, right? <laughs> well, Christmas has come to us once again, and our focus is on that first advent of our Lord. Now, while Luke's birth narrative focuses on angelic hosts singing glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests, Matthew has chosen to highlight a more troubling version of this narrative. He brings to the fore the, the dichotomy between those who seek to worship this newborn prince of peace and those on whom God's favor did not rest. Look again at Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. 
Now, the first question we must ask is, who are these magi? Earlier, we, we had sung, We Three Kings. And while that song is fine and agreeable, at least it better be because I chose it. <laughs> Yet it, it, its title is, is a bit misleading. For one, the, the Magi were not kings. Most likely they were advisors to kings and rulers in the region of Babylon and Persia. How can we know this? Well, for one, they came out of the east, and that's where Babylon and Persia were. And for two, Magi was a title given to the magicians who served under kings both in Babylon and Persia. Now, the, the second problem with our song's title is that there, there were probably more than three of them. We think of three because of the three gifts that they brought, but it's very unlikely that three men would travel such a long distance alone. It would have been too dangerous. No, there would have been a, a, a caravan of magi that had entered into Jerusalem. This is why King Herod and all of Jerusalem were disturbed. Three strange men entering into a city would not have been that big of news. They would have disturbed no one. But if you have 40 or 50 men from the east riding in on horseback and wagons, then you have something to talk about. Particularly when you heard what they had to say. What was it that they were asking? Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Think about this. Magi from the east came to Jerusalem asking about the Messiah. How would they even know about such a thing? They were not Jews. By all indications, they were astrologers. They practiced a form of divination, which, by the way, was outlawed in God's word as a form of magic. By today's standards, they were sorcerers. They were the, the Harry Potters of their time. That being said, they knew of this coming king and of his star. Now, how in the world did they know this? What you have to remember is that 600 years prior, the Jews were taken captive into Babylon. And it wasn't long after that that the Persians overtook the Babylonians. Many Jews came into advisory roles under the likes of Nebuchadnezzar and Xerxes. And they, they mingled with the Magi of the East. You see, these Magi, they were the scholars of their day. So they would have been interested in the Hebrew texts. They probably kept copies of them in their libraries. So they would have been familiar with Balaam's prophecy from Numbers 24. Numbers 24, verse 17 says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. 
A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. These magi saw the star rise over Israel, and they knew what it meant. Meanwhile, the Jews in Jerusalem seemed to be clueless as to what had taken place. They were not looking for the Messiah's arrival, and they were not prepared. In fact, they were troubled to hear such news, particularly King Herod. Here's what you need to know about King Herod. He was a paranoid and ruthless man. Though he wasn't a Jew by birth, he was given the throne of Israel by the Romans. He was a king not appointed by God, but appointed by Rome. And because of this, he, he continuously thought that people were trying to take away his power. He even had some of his own sons killed, thinking that they were after his crown. He had a reputation of being suspicious and violent. So it is no wonder that all of Jerusalem was disturbed by the, by the news of these magi. For they had claimed that the messianic king, from the lineage of King David of old, had been born. And everybody had to be asking, what would King Herod do? Let's see what he did. Verses 4 through 6. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Herod was on the hunt. Though he didn't know the scriptures, he had the chief priests and the teachers of the law in his pocket. They understood that David's heir would come from the same town that David was born in, Bethlehem. After Herod learned of the Messiah's birthplace, he, he sent for those magi once more. Look at verses 7 and 8. Then Herod called the magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent, to them, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. This Herod was a crafty one. He did not let on to the Magi his disposition and his attitude towards the news that they had brought to him. So he met with them again, this time in secret. And he ascertained the, the time of the star's arrival so as to know the age of this Messiah. And he hoped that these men from Persia and Babylonia would lead him to this child. So he feigned as if he too desired to worship this newborn king. 
Look at verses 9 and 10. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Again, this star from God directed their steps. Throughout generations, people have tried to come up with different theories as to what this star was. Some have suggested that it was a meteor. Others say that it was the the planets aligning at just the right angle. And then there are there's a theory that it was a supernova. The problem is, none of these things fit the explanation that's given in the biblical text. The star would have had to have risen in the west instead of the east, going against the natural motion of the earth's rotation. It would have also had to have lasted in the sky for a lengthy period of time. And in order to guide these magi, it would have to have moved in a more sporadic motion than any celestial phenomenon can account for. For when they were in the, in the east, they would have had to look to the west to see it. Yet when they were in Jerusalem, in order to find Bethlehem, they'd have to look to the south. How does a star move like that? No, from the account that we're given... This was a miraculous event, and it's best to leave it as such. This was a star rising out of Jacob, guiding the Magi to the king of the Jews. And the text says that they were overjoyed. They were filled with joy because God had led them to Jerusalem, but they they hit a stumbling block. Yet now, once again, the the Lord was directing their steps, leading them to this king. Let's look at their visit. Verse 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. This is the third time Matthew uses the word worship in our passage. This child is more than a king. God has revealed to these magi that Jesus is more than just a man. How did they know this? Well, the text doesn't say. It could have been through a dream or a vision that was given to them. It's possible that through their study of the Hebrew scriptures that they determined that the Messiah had to be God. Whatever the case, it doesn't really matter how they knew. What is important is that they understood who Jesus was. And they treated him with the honor he was due. They bowed before him. And they offered him treasure. They worshipped him. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, all worthy gifts for a king. Gold representing the the wealth that this king would bring to his kingdom. And frankincense, an aromatic oil that was burned daily at the temple, symbolizing the 
priestly work the Messiah would accomplish. And finally, myrrh, an anointing oil that was also used for embalming, communicating that God's hand was upon his son and also foretelling of the death he would have to suffer. These magi, these sorcerers, they knew God's word and they correctly interpreted the sign God had given to them, which in turn led them into true worship. Now Matthew includes such details to bring about shame upon unbelieving Israel. Ask yourself, where were the chief priests and the teachers of the law that Herod had summoned? They had to have known the scriptures better than these Gentile magicians from the east. Yet God had chosen to reveal this to those who were far off. While at the same time, Christ remained hidden from those who were near. Yet God was not quite finished with these magi. Look at our last verse, verse 12. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Just as God had earlier spoken to Joseph through a dream, now here he speaks to these magi, warning them of Herod's wrath. For their own protection and for the protection of Mary and Joseph and Jesus, God spoke to these men of the east. You see, the Lord looks after those who worship him. This Christmas, you will be very active. You will visit with family. You will eat large meals. You'll be giving gifts as well as receiving them. Yet in the midst of all this busyness, God has spoken to you a prophecy of old. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. The Magi, they chose to heed God's word. They followed the sign that led them to their king. They bowed down and worshipped him. Herod, the enemy of our Lord, only had thoughts of murder. And the religious leaders, they paid no attention to God as he was speaking in their midst. The question now comes to you. Do you see the star in the sky? God has become man. And he has made his dwelling among us. He has defeated your enemies. He is both the lion and the lamb, your king, and the one who died for your sins, even though you were far off. We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Will you come and worship him? Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this Christmas season. 
once again we are reminded of your son and the gift that he brought to mankind. You have shown to us your mercy through him, and we have seen your love through his sacrifice. We ask now that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, produce faith within us that we might believe such wonderful news. Let our eyes be ever fixed upon your Son. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.